welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. Happy 2023. Happy 2023. It's 2023. I know. We're closer to... We're cl- Yeah. Wait, I saw this stat the other day where it was like, we're closer to being parents than we are seniors in high school or something like that. And I was like, that's so scary. Wait. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the life, this like the timeline yeah. that you live your life in, but... That's really crazy. Yeah. Because we graduated from high school four years ago. We're 21. That's so really some people, weird. I mean, I'm I'm seeing people on my Instagram yeah. feed that I went to high school with that are parents. So yeah, yeah life anyway, just goes fast. Welcome to being alive in 2023. <laughs> um, for those of you that are new to the Reclaimed podcast, my name is Ashley. And my name is Sydney. And we're so excited to have you here celebrating a new year and a new season. This is season two of the Reclaimed season podcast. Season two. And if you haven't like been listening to us in the past and this is your first time listening to us we're so glad to have you here yes we are and we've got some exciting things in store for you this year we are very very excited for the episodes that we have planned out um we just yeah we have a lot of new topics there's a lot of things that we haven't discovered um or discussed before um so buckle up and get ready it's gonna be a fun year yeah fun year something that i want to preface is that and I know a lot of people probably already know this, but everything that we say is derived from the word of God, derived from the Holy Spirit giving us knowledge. This is not a platform for us to promote our own wisdom. No. It is simply the things and the passions that God has given us that we have been called to Mm -hmm. share Mm -hmm. with those who may be either struggling in these areas or feel passionate or just want insight. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes that biblical wisdom is matched with personal experiences of me and Sydney that should not be taken for face value. Yeah. Um, because they, again, are personal experiences that have kind of um, framed the way that we see certain topics. So again, just know that all of the words and the things that we say come from love. Um, and like Sydney said, come from discernment that the Holy Spirit gives us. So um, we just want to preface that because we have some interesting topics coming up. So, we do. Um, so we yeah, do. like I said, get ready and get excited for those. Um, but if you are new, then each episode basically starts off with Sydney and I sharing our greatest piece of advice, which is our GPA, as um, we have coined it. So I'm going to pass it over to my girl, Sid, to hear what her first GPA yeah. of the year is. Oh my, wow, my first GPA. But, I was really loud, but oh before yes. I always forget the this. GPA. We always forget this because it's like the least significant part of our episode. But the Sometimes part it comes I... at the end. We've like just prayed. We're like, wait a second. We can't forget. Yeah. Um, the national day of today is National Spaghetti Day. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. It was funny because I was looking it up on my phone and Ashley goes, no way. I'm watching a video on spaghetti right now. There was like a so. dietitian that was making like her... She's like, romanticize your spaghetti. And then Sydney was like, today's National Spaghetti Day. And I was like, no way. Synchronicity. Uh, phones are weird. So go eat some spaghetti. Yeah. Some spaghetti oats. I'm making. What are you making for um, Spaghetti squash tonight. There you go. So there you go. That's exciting. That's All these very exciting. free folk that like can't oh, eat yeah. pasta. Yeah. Or brown rice pasta, which just, you can't save very well. It doesn't ever save. No. So, no. Long story short, what is your GPA? My GPA today is just this cute little, it's not that cute, but it's just like a little thing. Yeah. Um, It was said by my pastor Chandler at Mm -hmm. Daybreak Church. He's the young adults pastor there. It was a while ago. I was like looking through some of my old notes and um, he had said this and he said, 
You are not a life hack. You are a human. Oh, you're not a life hack. You're a human, which means stop looking at yourself and your wisdom and the things that God has put in your path as just little like cute sayings or like little like glimpses of life for other people like yeah you're a human with emotions you're you don't just like have a good hack or like <laughs> you don't just like you know feed into like one thing for someone's life but then that's all that you're used for like you're not a life hack that's that's so good so don't don't think of yourself as one and i'm sure that means different things to different people but yeah that just struck me the only reason really? i say that is and not to get vulnerable here but like especially with us being on the podcast like you know that there's certain weeks where I struggle and I'm just like, I don't feel like one thing I said resonated mm. at all. Um, and that's really not what I'm here to do. I'm here to just talk yeah. with you, talk with our listeners. And like, I'm not going to be someone's like lifeline for that week. Yeah. Like that's not who God called us to be. So yeah. Um, yeah, anyways. It's interesting how you walk a fine line with wisdom being mm-hmm. something that you latch on to your yeah. identity with yeah, rather than it is an accessory of my identity. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So if anyone didn't hear that right, your identity is not found in wisdom, but it is an accessory to your identity. That was great. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm still, I'm just still pondering. I would like really like to hear what your GPA is. Okay. Like. It's like I said. <laughs> so I'm going to say these words and you're probably going to want to pause the podcast, but yeah. I'm just going to say, please don't down. listen to the rest of the story. The GPA is make the chili. Okay. Okay. This is the story. A good friend of mine unexpectedly lost his wife. A couple months later, we were golfing together, chatting about nothing. He asked me what my dinner plans were, and I told him that my wife wanted homemade chili and cornbread, but I did not feel like stopping at the store. We golfed a few more minutes when he quietly looked at me and said, make the chili. It took me a few minutes to realize that we were no longer talking about dinner. It was about going out of your way to do something for someone you love because at any moment they could unexpectedly be taken from you. So today I'm sharing with you that wisdom that was handed to me by my dear friend that I've thought of many times since that day. The next time you love, the next time someone you love wants to go for a walk or just watch a football game, maybe they want to play a board game or just put your phone down and give them your undivided attention. Just do it. Simply make the chili. And the reason why I think that that is so profound is because I think as I have really taken the time to slow down over the past three weeks with my family um, and just do simple things with my family, like go on the car rides with my dad, um, mm-hmm. you know, and just like make make breakfast in the morning with my mom. It's like these simple things and these simple acts might to us, you know, I maybe would rather sit on my phone, right? And I just want to like, I've been in school for three weeks and I just want to kind of like rest and be tired. But like my family wants me to do these simple things with them. Um, and, you know, I experienced some loss this past year and, um just thinking about the last moments that we have with people, the smallest of things to them that may not mean anything to you could mean the whole world to them. Um, And so I think just going into this new year, knowing that like our world is ransacked with illness. I have a lot of friends experiencing cancer right now, a lot of scary health diagnoses and um, family friends of mine. And just knowing that like, we really don't know when our last moments with people could be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just indulge them and delight in their interests um even if it's not yours and just make the chili make the chili make the chili you know what came to my mind when when you were reading through that and what you were just saying what it says make the chili doesn't say document the chili yeah it doesn't say get distracted and show everyone what you're doing and feel proud of it no it's just be 
Like just be just in the exist. moment. Yeah. And like, I swear to you, like it's going to be okay if people yeah. don't know what you're doing all the time. Like it's fine. <laughs> or if you fine. don't post a cute little Instagram reel about it on here. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Make the chili. Make the chili and don't document it. Um, okay. But, so well. the real stuff. Um, today's episode, obviously, anytime a new year comes around, people bring up this R word, resolutions. Mm. Um, and I don't really like that word, honestly, because mm. I think it's saying that you're trying to solve something that's wrong or you're trying to change a part of your life that you're unhappy with, right. which, you know, that can be healthy if it's an unhealthy habit. Um, but let's just kind of, Sydney and I are gonna, just going to kind of pick each other's brains about like, what is health like what is actually attainable in a new year what is a healthy way to go about making change um how do i make change that not only just honors me but honors god and honors the people around me Mm -hmm. um and how do i do that in a healthy um balanced way yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take it away do it um my 2023 visions i that's kind of what i like titled my notes when Mm -hmm. i was preparing for this is i was just pondering like the word that you said change like what do you want to change this year when you break down the word change, it's you are substituting something out. Yes. And that means that you're going to have to let go of some things mm-hmm. in 2022. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to let go of, let's name it, anger. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to let go of bitterness for people. Yeah. You're going to have to let go of insecurity. Yeah. Lots of these different things that captivate your soul in this area of tension that uh-huh. like, if you just aim straight for all the good things... Mm-hmm like you're not naturally going to know how to catch up to that because you're still wrestling with these internal issues and even maybe some darkness that like needs to be um resolved Mm -hmm. um you know that that ties in with the word resolutions like you know i think we've lost the meaning of like a resolution meaning that like you are going to change something Mm -hmm. so i didn't go about this in the way of saying like here's all the new things i'm going to implement into my life yes i titled this what am i going to stop doing yeah like what am i going to subtract from my life so i'm going to name these in three different like points that i would love for if you feel called to write down um and not even the whole sentence but just these three words that um evidently start with the letter p yeah um so you can remember them the first one is when you pick from your pride you're never going to pick right yeah when you pick from your pride meaning when you pick, when when I say when you pick your pride, you never pick right. I'm saying the decisions that you are going to make based on your pride will get you absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Because, you know, in Proverbs 16, 18, it always talks about like the pride before the fall. Yeah. Think about like the times in your life when like you've made a decision on I'm doing this because it's going to make me look better. Yeah. Or it's going to subside this insecurity in yeah. myself. I'll name it. It was my marathon training last yeah. last year. I didn't have a single resolution going into 2022. It was that I want to run a marathon and I want to prove to people and myself that I'm strong. And yes. I'm not saying if you're running a marathon that like there's anything wrong with that. No. I think it's a beautiful thing. But like for me, it was all based on like this insecurity that I wasn't strong enough. I wanted to be able to cross the finish line and have a group of people standing behind me, cheering me on. Like it was just all kind of done in the wrong intentions. I didn't do it for any charity, like Mm -hmm. nothing. It was Mm -hmm. all just the Sydney show. And evidently like I crashed and burned. Like, yes, I, I, I got to a good mileage. I got to like 20, 20 miles or something in my training, but my mm-hmm. body deteriorated. Yeah. And like my health declined mm-hmm. and my like 
sanity declined yeah. because I like would wake up at five every morning, run, then go to school, then maybe run again. Mm-hmm. Barely was eating during this time because I was like protein, you know, like trying to be all like <laughs> macho. And it just like, it did not add to the quality no. of my life no. at all. It actually took from it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we all know what happened after that was the fall, which mm-hmm. was literally my body Saying. going into yeah. like this fight or flight and yeah. it it just wasn't good so i'm just really encouraging you that your pride will not get mm-hmm. you further mm-hmm. in your decision making um i wrote down pride robs you from intimacy with god mm-hmm. and from others yeah when your when your conscience is filled with pride you're not being there no. for other people you're not even interested in what other people are doing when you are focused on how can i elevate my status how can i subside my insecurity and fill it with something else to make me look better yeah and i think we all have an avenue of an outlet that makes us feel those things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think the easiest one to name is the gym for a lot of people (laughs) yes and i'm sorry like i am so not saying give up the gym i think it is a wonderful thing absolutely it um there's obvious reasons why it's good for people. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it because you're putting all of your identity into that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not saying that like a fitness career isn't the right thing. I'm saying that when your pride is put into that, yeah. when you hold yourself to a higher standard above other people mm-hmm. that aren't like you, that's really, really dangerous. So yes. that will rob your relationship from other people. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. will rob your intimacy with God mm-hmm. because you are so preoccupied with filling your pride. Absolutely. Um, and what's interesting is a lot of these outlets of our pride, they're expensive. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If you're always getting, and again, I love facials. I love getting my hair done. Yeah. I love like making sure my body like looks and feels good. All of those things are so expensive yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, and like, they are. You, when you think about it, like most of the time, I don't need to get my hair done. No. Like I just want to because it makes me feel more feminine. Because yeah. I'm not latching onto my like feminine godly identity. Yeah. And I I mean this when I say this, that the only thing that you're gonna lack when you become a Christian is your pride. That's the only thing that you're gonna have to pay for is yes. giving up your pride. Yep. It is free. It is like absolutely debt free. You don't have to pay a single thing when you walk in a church. Mm-hmm. It is all just it's not obligation to tithe. Yeah. Yeah. Although it, it does do good for your life, but mm-hmm. It will humble you. It will subside your pride. Yeah. Um, that is my first one. Do not pick from your pride. That was great. When you, this is my second one. When you pick from your past, you'll never pick right. Mm-hmm. I think I could literally just end that point there. <laughs> like it is very obvious to people when you pick from a past hurt, mm-hmm. from a past anger, from a past bitterness, like you are never going to pick the right choices for the future. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I say like, what I had just said, I think everyone has a conscience of that, yeah. of like, oh, I don't want to like hurt the next person because yeah. I have trauma over yes. here. Or um, I think a lot of this point ties into relationships mm-hmm. and like whether it's romantic or not. Um, your past and your intimacy with other people, um, it evidently does leave a scar on your heart. But when you hyperfixate on yeah. your past, to develop where you are going to be someday with someone else, mm-hmm. with a different friend, 
it's it's going to hurt them. Yeah. It's going to hurt them. It's going to hurt you. Um, and that also, I think, ties into pride. You have pride in your past sometimes. You take pride in the hurt that you have because it, it hardens your heart. Yeah. Because it makes you feel like you can handle more. Mm-hmm. So I really think when we, like, dissect our past so much, it's so harmful. Yeah. When you really think about it, the only reference that we should ever have to our past is when God brings us through it. Yeah. Is when is when you're released from something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you should never reference your past if there is unresolved conflict in your heart That's good. about it. Mm-hmm. I see it absolutely just wrenching people yeah. with relationships or even um, like sin involved in sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. I know, I know the burden of that is so real. Yeah. But if you keep going back to that and feeding the cat, as you know, um, Pastor Wes would say, like the cat's going to stick around yeah. um, in a sense to like your past and, and the problems of it. Like the cat is going to stick and it's going to come back. Mm-hmm. And when you want to pursue a year of just life and fruit and fullness, you got to let go. Yeah. You have to let go. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, great. stop nurturing a broken emotion. Yeah. Um, just stop. Stop referencing it. Mm-hmm. Stop letting it affect your happiness. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that goes into that. I know I'm just trying to drill in the importance of letting some of these mm-hmm. things go. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil is after your commitment to your past. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily, he's not after your pursuit for Christ because he knows he can't do anything about mm-hmm. that. But what he can do is he can rob you of that intimacy with God Absolutely. and make you hold on to your mm-hmm. past. And we don't even know that we're doing that a lot of the time. We don't even know that like we're so, um, we can be corrupt in our thoughts mm-hmm. of our past and um, we can be absolute slaves mm-hmm. to people, to relationships, to substances. Mm-hmm. We can be in chains and not even know it. Yeah. And I think just letting go of the enemy's power over your past is going to skyrocket you into freedom in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. And then my last one, when you pick from your pedestal, Mm. you're never going to pick right. Your pedestal, your idolization, what are you idolizing? If it's not God, it's something else. Um, Because we are, by definition, spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. We have a soul. That means we are spiritual. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, God has... God has created our bodies to worship. We are temples. What is a temple? A place of worship. Like, if you're not worshiping God, you will be worshiping something else. And it's intentional to worship God. You have to make time for that. You have to um, have self-control when you're listening to certain things. And we're going to have an episode on um, a lot of the human senses and how that's really important when it comes to worship. Yes. Um, because you can be worshiping some gnarly stuff and not even know it. Um, but what I'm saying, picking from your pedestal, I'm saying you're the idols, the, mm-hmm. the material, yeah. the people, mm-hmm. the elites of yeah. society. Are you giving them praise as much as God? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, people think worship as like, like worship music. Which is so not... <laughs> Worship music is also an enhancement Uh of your worship. Your worship is like your day-to-day decisions, what you're looking at, Uh what you're listening to, all of these things. 
That is what you put up on a pedestal. If you're so infatuated with your playlist that magnifies drinking and sex and drugs and like undermining women, you're worshiping it Mm -hmm. because that's what you're putting all your eggs into, into Mm -hmm. that basket. So, um, you don't, you just don't need it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't need the enhancement of culture. You don't need the enhancement of another person. You don't need more stuff. You don't need more music. You just need him. Yeah. You just need him. And I would love if someone was really confused by that because I think that's where like faith begins and that's Mm -hmm. where intimacy begins is when people ask, what does it mean that I need more Mm -hmm. God? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? It means that it means that you're fasting. Mm -hmm. It means that you're getting uncomfortable with the, um, with the things in your life that's so convenient and separating yourself from convenience and saying, I'm just going to give everything to the Lord because he deserves it. Not me Mm -hmm. because inherently I deserve nothing. Yeah. I, of the things that I've done, I don't deserve to Mm -hmm. be worthy of his salvation at all. Yeah. But really drawing the line in the sand of, am I going to sacrifice my convenience this year to spend Mm -hmm. time with God? Yeah. Yes. Because otherwise I'm going to be putting up other things on that pedestal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it also is very helpful to look at a pedestal as your nightstand. Yeah. Like what is something that you're always going to rely on? What's the first thing you're going to grab in the morning off of your nightstand? Is it your Bible? Or is it your phone? Or is it your phone? Is it your Bible app on your phone or is it Instagram? Mm -hmm. Like the pedestal of your bedside table is a good visual as to it's the first thing that you do in the morning. You're going to, and I know that like in the morning time is a rough time. I get it. I'll be working at 6am like three times a week. Mm -hmm. Ashley had to do the same thing and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning, Yeah, but your time is like so it's so precious it to is. him. So your pedestal, yeah. what's on it? What's on it? You don't, here's the last point I have. You don't need a flashy testimony. You need proof of your life. So you, people, people glorify testimony. Like that can be on a pedestal too. Yeah. Wisdom can be on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I know that there's been seasons of my life where I feel like nothing unless I have something good to say. Yeah. There's been times on this podcast where I feel like it'd be better if I wasn't here because I don't have like some profound thing to say. That's, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. That's so Mm -hmm. stupid. Like a lot of people don't tap into that spiritual gift because it can be like intimidating, but some people like are dependent on it Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be dependent on anyone other than Christ. So if it's a story that you're after, if it's wisdom that you're after, make sure that you know the source of both of those things mm-hmm. and give credit to that because mm-hmm. it's it's really easy to pick up the pen to our own story and God will yeah, constantly say, don't. I mean, and, and simplify and really be intentional about thinking what are idols in my life mm-hmm. and like don't water certain things down that yeah. may seem like, well, that's not really an idol. I just enjoy it. You know, like Psalms 119 says that, um, like children idolatry is silver and gold silver and gold what is that jewelry mm-hmm. you know is status it's it's yeah. looking like wealth 
Is that is that keeping you from God? It can, it very well can be for yeah. some people. For other people, maybe not. But you know yourself. You know what keeps you from from God. If you don't have the Lord in your life, uh, it could be a feeling of ungroundedness. Yeah. Um, what makes you feel like you're up in the air and just kind of like blown around by the wind? Yeah. Um, just be so intentional about what you put on a pedestal because it matters. It so matters. Yeah. And my my closing, I know that was thick. This was a very thick topic. Um, but I want to leave my side of um, my visions for 2023 is that you don't have to have a relationship with God to ask this or not, but just mm-hmm. just ask him to open your eyes to some things this year. Ask him to open your eyes to what are some prideful things that have been taking over my joy. Um, what What is it about my past that I am so infatuated with mm-hmm. that is keeping me from finding someone that is worthy of my time? Who? What do you want to do with my future and my career mm-hmm. that I'm jeopardizing that with because I'm so stuck in the past about something? Um, where's healing in my physical body that you want to just yeah. absolutely redefine, but I'm still stuck in this substance addiction. Mm-hmm. What are those things? Like yeah. just name it, ask him to open your eyes and he's going to open your eyes, but he's going to overwhelm you with peace and he's going to overwhelm you with love and reminding you that no matter how much you have screwed your life up with these three things that you are not disqualified. Yeah from salvation and you're not disqualified from the grace of God. Um, Jeremiah 29 11, he says, God says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper and not to harm you. He doesn't yeah. want to harm you. Mm-hmm. He, he's not just a God that will convict you and then leave. Yeah. He's one that will convict you, but then go, but here I'll get down at your level and I'll help you. Like mm-hmm. I always like picture there's this, like, this is my last thing I'm saying is that um, there was this home video of, me, I was like two years old mm. and I was in the sandbox in my backyard. Yeah. I had a sandbox. Like, <laughs> what's up with that? So I was in the sandbox and I was like having trouble with this truck that like kept like malfunctioning because I uh-huh. wanted to like like throw it off like this ramp and yeah. like let it go. But I like kept throwing it and it kept like falling over to the sides. And I just saw my grandpa like looking at me, like seeing if I'd figure it out. Yeah. And eventually like I just like let it go and I was like, like, I need help. And he, like, came over and he, like, got down on his knees, like, right next to me and, like, had his hands on my hands, like, here, like, I'll help you. Wow, what a special memory. It's really, it's it's so cute, but, and it shows his heart, but it shows God's heart. Mm -hmm. It shows how God, like, approaches his kids. Yeah. He's not going to be like, figure it out. Like, he's Mm -hmm. going to be like, no, I'll get right in the sand with you and Mm -hmm. I'll, like, help you through this. And I know that's, like, a corny analogy, but. No, it's so precious. I don't know. I'm so passionate about like God just he wants what's best yeah. for you. And like because he wants what's best for you, you got to do this work and yeah. like think of these things because yeah. this is how you are going to love yourself mm-hmm. well enough that you can love other people mm-hmm. in the process. Loving other people I think kind of segues into what you have to yeah. say yeah. about um bettering yourself 
is not only for yourself, it's for other people. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yes. I, I have some thoughts. I want to quickly comment just like on oh, everything yeah. you said. I was just sure. like absorbing it and just like really soaking it in. And I'm like, wow, I feel like a podcast listener right now. Like that was, <laughs> I needed to hear those things too. Um, but the one thing that I think really struck me was, am I going to sacrifice convenience for my relationship with the Lord? Mm. And you said, absolutely. Um, and I think that's something that I really need to focus on this year. And that's, you know, a mm-hmm. vision that hopefully I'm going to try to live out is like, I, for the, for this year, I chose to, to really dwell on the word delight. Mm-hmm. I want to please the Lord. I really want to like, you know, with, de- with delighting in him also comes from like feeling like prospered by him and yeah. like, you know, really enjoying the life that he's given you, but it comes with obedience. It comes with patience and all of that. But, um, convenience is one thing that I've never sacrificed for my relationship okay. with the Lord. I have always, um, I have always came, come to him when it was convenient for me mm-hmm. because that's just the life that I live. Right. And so I really am going to try this year to find, um, you know, how, how rude would it be if I had a friend who came to me and it was just convenient for them? Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I don't have any friends in my life right now. It's all of two-way street. But, yeah. I mean, I can imagine feeling really just forgotten about and betrayed yeah. um, when someone comes to me only when they need something. So yeah. um, that was just a great a great phrase Thanks. that I really, yeah. really saw in my heart. So I will definitely be trying to live yes. that out this year. Um, but, yeah, so Sydney and I kind of took these two different ways, which I think is super cool because now I get to kind of follow up her thoughts with the thoughts that I thought about, but I kind of came up with four questions that I feel like are kind of um, good to answer in regards to New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. I feel that typical New Year's resolutions are typically centered around very trivial things like Mm -hmm. I want to read four books this year, or I want to go to the gym five times a week, or I want to eat healthy. That's awesome. But what does that do? How can you create an active successful roadmap to those types of things and how can you maybe choose things that are um, a little bit deeper and a little bit harder to achieve that will kind of push you and prosper your growth so um, one of the questions that I asked is how do you even create a resolution Um, realistically we have the opportunity to create a resolution with each passing moment we don't need a brand new year a brand new January 1st every year to to make change and to make you know um, needed transitions in our lives Um, but I get it every year. It's, you know, it's a new start. It's a new, fresh, fresh page. Um, so, uh, I, I get, I get that there are, um, desires for resolutions there. Um, but with that being said, it's also important to note that you can't just create, wake, go to bed on the 31st and wake up the next day and be ready for a whole new life. You're still the same person. You're still, you know, transforming these things. And so you're not going to be able to go from zero to 100. You know, like I said, if you're, if your, um, resolution is to work out five times a week and you don't even have a gym membership yet, Mm -hmm. let's start a little bit smaller here. And let's really, you know, I don't work out. I would like to start taking care of my body. So I'm going to try to do 10 minutes of daily movement, right? It's like, you can't just expect yourself to change from, um, change overnight. Um, so let's just start by let's just start there yeah um you also need to really survey your life what is suffering are your relationships suffering how can you make resolutions and changes and pivots in your life that are gonna you know make those relationships greater make those relationships healthier is your relationship with yourself struggling what can you do for yourself Mm -hmm. what things and activities can you start to you know include and incorporate in your day-to-day that is going to create and benefit the relationship that you hold with yourself are your relationships with um you know, is your relationship with God struggling? How can you do that? Well, if you've never read a Bible before and that's something that you want to get into, set an attainable goal for yourself. You know, not just sitting here, I'm going to read my Bible every single day because if that's not something you've ever done before, 
you're going to get turned off. You're going to get, yeah. your heart is going to get hardened, you know? So you need to make sure that you are creating resolutions um, that are healthy and attainable for you. Um, one thing that's important to know is that a habit can't just be eradicated. It has to be replaced by something. Yeah. Sydney mentioned that earlier, the word change. Changing is swapping something out that isn't working and giving something different in that place. So you need to be able to look at what is exactly on your heart and saying, this is just really not working in my life right now. I can't just get rid of it. I have to replace it with something. Yeah. So if we're like Sydney mentioned earlier, this idea of like substance addiction, if that's something that's really on your heart and you're trying to give that up, you have to be able to say, okay, well, I can't just get rid of this. I have to replace this with a different, healthier habit. Yeah. Cold turkey never works. It never works because if you're restricting yourself from something that your heart and your body has been dependent on, you are going to crave that. Um, what is it? It takes 21 days to break a habit. Yeah, There's no like way we have the human strength to get through 21 days of a cold turkey thing like that, unless we are relying on God yeah. um, or we're replacing it with something that's going to bring us greater yeah. benefit. So those are just some things that I want you to keep in mind as you create visions and as you create goals for this next year. Um, the next thing that I want you to really think about is, okay, yes, we are individual beings. We have desires. We have, you know, we have things in our heart that really affect the way we interact with ourselves, but we also have people around us. That's the God the God-given gift of community is we have family, we have friends, we have colleagues, um, we have significant others. Like how can we create resolutions that don't just benefit us, but that benefit the people around us? So as I said earlier, you know, how are you going to challenge those around you? How is the life that you're creating in this new profound change that you're cre- that you're cultivating, how is that going to look to other people? Is that going to want them to be better? Is it going to want them to be stagnant in where they're at in their life? How can you be someone to encourage other people by the way and the changes, the way you're living your life and the changes that you're making in it? Yeah. Um, so like I said, Something as trivial as, you know, I don't really read books a lot. I want to read more books this year. Okay, what type of books are you reading? Are you reading like pleasure books? Are you reading books about like romance and things like that, which are very fun? Or are you reading books that are going to really like transform your heart and really like kind of, you know, change your mindset? Um, Because then that's something that's going to go on to the other people around you and they're going to see that growth that you've been fostering the whole year. Um, And so that's in, in turn, something as small as wanting to read more books has now affected the people around you more deeply. Um, if your resolution, as I mentioned earlier, is to quote unquote, work out more, what does that look like? What's the roadmap that you're going to take to get mm-hmm. there? Um, and maybe kind of frame it in a different way of, you know, I want to treat my body better because that's going to treat my mind better, which is yeah. going to affect the relationships that I have with other people around me. Um, yeah. And so taking care of your mind and your body is not just something that God wants us to do, but it's what the people around us want us to do yeah. because that way we get more time with them, right? We get more intentional time with them. Um, when you're not sick all the time or, you know, you're able to like actually um, healthily um, kind of foster your mind into a good place, you're able to share that with other people. You're able to share that heart with other people. Um, and so again, just these resolutions aren't bad. I want you guys in the gym. I want you guys going on daily walks and eating the best that you can. But just make sure that it's not just something that you're doing because you see it on Instagram and it's going to last for the first 30 days of the month and then you're just going to forget about it. We every year need to be looking towards the fact that our life is getting older and our bodies are getting older and we need to treat them better. We need to treat our hearts and our minds better. Um, And in turn, doing that, we're going to be able to benefit the people that that we live in close proximity with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think that those are super important things to kind of call out as well. Um, And it's really just every year we're growing and we're maturing. Um, And so just make sure that you really are nurturing those those years well. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, if you mess up, you start the next moment. You don't need to wait for the next day. You don't need to wait for the next year. Um, We are living 
the best part about being children of the Lord is that we are given a fresh opportunity with every blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just take advantage of that and don't beat yourself up. As Sydney mentioned earlier, we are not life hacks. We're human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to have it all together. You're not going to be able to find the perfect one, two, three step plan um, to creating this change that is needed in your life. But you can do a pretty darn good job at trying your best effort to do so. So, um, The next question that I felt like is probably going to come up a lot is like, well, how do I avoid failing? Um, I wish I had the answer (laughs) to that question because I don't. Um, We will fail. We are sinful human beings and we are so far from perfect. Um, And so I just maybe instead of being upset about failure, look at failure as an opportunity to come back stronger the next moment. and we're, we're not going to have an impeccably smooth year. I mean, there's going to be so many bumps and so many downfalls. And, um, you know, I think about what I probably said January 4th of 2022 and then what I'm saying today and looking at all the growth I went through last year, realizing I failed a heck of a lot more than I want to admit. <laughs> um, but again, that's, that's really how we do grow. Um, and if we can't, we we can't control our circumstances, but we can control the mindset that we nurture. Um, and so I just kind of want to ask you, you know, the biggest failure is found in a fallen mindset, in a mindset that says like, I'm not strong enough for this, or I can't do this, or, you know, this change is impossible. It's not, it's not impossible. Um, Again, I'm speaking in ambiguous terms here because I understand there's just a lot of different things that people like to change at this time of year. Um, Lots of different, uh, you know, transformations that are taking place. And so I'm kind of just speaking in broad terms under this umbrella because I don't really know what's on each of our listeners' hearts. Um, But the one thing that you can control is the mindset that you're choosing to adopt in these, in these trials and in these tribulations that God is, um, you know, choosing to bring you through to teach you something. So essentially we just need to make sure that the fuel that we're using on the drive, um, is coming from the Lord and it's not coming from a place of, as Sydney mentioned earlier too, like bitterness or, you know, hurt and things like that. We're going to leave those things in the past. We're going to choose to, to, um, optimize our failures, um, and use those as the fuel for the drive for the rest of the year. Um, And then the last thing I had is just, okay, well, how do I create a healthy resolution then? How do I make sure that the vision that I'm imagining is coming from a healthy place? Um, I think in my own terms, when I do think about like the visions that I have for this year, and especially knowing that um, it's coming up on a year of my diagnosis, Mm -hmm. like I've always kind of centered my visions around my health because I've always thought that that's really what matters is, you know, what my body looks like, what clothes I can fit into. And those have always been things that I've always thought about at this time of year. But the transformation that happened between now and last January when I got my diagnosis is I've kind of created visions that come from the way I feel rather than this desire for physical appearance. Um, And because of how often I see people creating resolutions based on losing weight or based on toning their bodies or, you know, desiring, again, as I mentioned, this healthier lifestyle, I just... I think the one way you can check yourself to make sure that it's coming from a healthy place is that you are trying to bless your body through proper health because it's God's temple, not because you want people to worship your body. Um, That's good. And so I think I, I ultimately believe that at the end of the day, like, the way we treat our body, the food we bring into it. And we mentioned, we're going to talk about this in our series, but like even just the things we watch, the things we listen to, the things we see, all of that affects the heart and the food that goes into our soul. Um, and that in turn affects the relationships that we're cultivating with those people around us. And so I think going into this year, instead of focusing on 
how much weight am I going to lose? Am I going to look good in that bathing suit at the river this summer? Or are you going to look good in your, you know, two-piece crochet set on a Cabo Sandy beach for spring Mm -hmm. break? Let's maybe look at how we can treat our bodies the best because God ultimately gave us these. Um, They were meant to work in the way that he designed them. Mine doesn't work very well sometimes, (laughs) but I'm going to do my best to try to nurture it and and to fuel it. because it ultimately is a temple and a place that I can go to worship. If I worship my body, I'm worshiping God's creation. Um, and so I'm going to do that in the healthiest way possible. Um, and the way I'm going to make sure that I'm not doing that in a healthy way is avoiding the desires of physical aesthetic and choosing proper health over that. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the little claps. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this was kind of a random little mesh of what each city yeah. and I basically just said let's kind of talk about like what some visions and goals are and um, how we can kind of encourage the listeners. And so um, that's kind of where my mind mm-hmm. went. And I love the three P's. I hope you guys don't forget those pride. Um, pride. <laughs> I hope you guys don't forget those. Here okay. I am forgetting it. Pride, pride past, past pedestal. and pedestal. Pride past and that's pedestal. Okay. Um, and so I think those are really good things for us to kind of check in on our heart as we go throughout the year. Um, and just Sydney's wisdom always just blesses me so mm. much. Me too, girl. Oh, thank you. It, yeah, it's, I was like listening to you talk and it was like, you are debunking like all of the things that you've gone through in the past. Yeah. It's true that if you, if you tap into it, like you're your own built-in life coach. Yeah. Like you're your own life coach. Like you can, with, with the, with the, you know, anointing on your life from Mm -hmm. the word of God, like you can use your critical thinking skills and like figure out these things absolutely and like i think that's like ultimately what we're like encouraging people to do is Mm -hmm. like do it for yourself like yeah like go the extra mile in things that might make you uncomfortable yeah step away from things that are harming you over benefiting you yeah like all these things are are so important that like you don't need someone else to tell you these things one thing that i think really just rings true is you use the word overwhelm earlier that god will you know when you let go and you step away from things and you kind of throw your hands up at the table from certain things that you know unhealthy habits Mm -hmm. and things of the past he is going to overwhelm you but Oh, being overwhelmed isn't necessarily a good thing. Like it's not going to feel sure. good, yeah. right? And so I think that's where that's where the the idea of just feeling uncomfortable comes in is the growth that's necessary for you to prosper this year, the growth that's necessary for you to bear the fruit that God has designed for you in December of 2023 is going to come with being overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Being overwhelmed doesn't make us feel good. We feel overstimulated. We feel uncomfortable. Um, but really sit into that and press into that because that is the work that needs to get done by December to be able to look back on this year and look at all the growth that God brought you through. Look at the bonds, um, the bondage and the change that chains that were broken. Um, and yeah, I think when you just said overwhelm, it reminded me that like being overwhelmed doesn't necessarily make me feel the best yeah. because it's so much. But it's it's all for good purpose. It's all for good. Totally. And this is all for your good. The reason I kind of laid down on some things is because I feel it. Yeah. And you felt it. Yeah. And you feel it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, all these things are so important. And, like, we don't want – I would hate if someone came to me and said, I had all these goals at the beginning of the year, and yeah. the last day of the year was, like, the most depressing because I didn't reach yep. any of them. Yeah. We don't want you to have an unattainable lifestyle. Yeah. You know? So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a bit of 
what our minds are at, but I think this yeah. is a good place to kind of wrap it up. I love it. Let's do a little closeout yeah. prayer first of the year. For sure. Um, okay. Bow your head with me, actually. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for another year on this earth. We thank you for another opportunity to become more like your son. And to look more like your son is sacrificial living. And it is something that is really hard for our culture and our society to tap into because it's uncomfortable. Because it requires us to do some deep introspection and, and see where am I screwed up? And we, I just love that, that you're a God that doesn't go, you're screwed up and then that's it. You're, it you, you go, you've been screwed up, but I'm going to make you clean. And for you to absolutely cleanse our entire lives is, is something that I think all of us really truly desire this year. For you to open our eyes to some things that we've been spiritually blind to. Um, for you to open our eyes to some relationships that might need to end, for you to open our eyes to some things that we've been doing that we don't even know is wrong. So, Lord, I just I just pray that, you know, in this confession of my heart that that you eradicate things in me and Ashley that are holding us away from blessing other people and, and um, enhancing your kingdom. And I just know that you are going to do amazing, amazing things this year. doesn't mean that there's going to be a lot of hard things too, but that you're just, you're a God that refines and redeems. And we're, we're so excited for this year and we love you. We love who you are. We love who you say you are. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. We do we love, love you, guys. you And I just really hope that you, if you're like in the car right now and you're driving home, that someone has a big bowl of pasta waiting for you spaghetti <laughs> spaghetti hopefully. pasta yeah. more specifically <laughs> um yeah that's all i have to say well as Cindy said we do love you guys thank you guys so much for just an amazing first year even though we started halfway through it was an amazing yeah. amazing start um just get ready for all the excitement and all the new opportunities that we are kind of in the middle of working on right now yeah um but yeah we just wish you guys the happiest um start to the school year i hope most of us will probably be starting school by the next time that Sydney and I yeah. talk to you guys. So um, as always, we love you. Be safe. Um, and we will see you guys next week. See you next week.